back to Shaped by the Word, day 109. I'm David Keefe here with Matt Kresge and Katie Kresge. Hello. And uh, we are going to conclude our time looking through the letter to the Thessalonians. Uh, we've read First Thessalonians. We've read Second Thessalonians. I got through saying the word Thessalonians. <laughs> and now we're going to go to chapter three of Second Thessalonians. And uh, we've, we've talked about this yesterday, but this letter does in, in many ways kind of mirror um, first Thessalonians, because many of the issues Paul was addressing are still issues within the church. And today we'll kind of begin looking at the issue of just being idle. Or as Paul says, these people, they're not just busy, they're busy bodies. And so we'll kind of just address some of these really practical issues of the church. And that's one thing you got to love about the Apostle Paul is obviously he could hold his own theologically, but he always saw that that theology had implications mm-hmm. on the way that you live. And I think that's a good word for us today is most of us, we, we outknow our obedience, right? We know a lot. We don't necessarily do a lot. And that'd be the, the call of Paul is the gospel, the, the heart of, of our theology, the good news of what Christ has done for us. It will not just save you, but it will also transform you and it will sanctify you and it'll make you into a new creation. So we'll get into a few of those details today of what's it look like to live as the people of God in a tough time in the middle of persecution what, what's the call of the gospel on our lives that's kind of the, the closing remarks uh, of Paul and we'll see again as he's done with kind of each topic he's addressed he concludes it with, with a wonderful prayer and so we'll get to see his third prayer mm-hmm. as well and so before we do dive into the word of God let's turn to him in prayer Katie you mind leading us no, no. Father, thank you for um, this letter that we get to read. Um, We've said it before, but what a gift it is that we have access to this, that we can um, see what what your apostle, um, that you you had set apart, that you had saved, um, what he wrote to the churches that that he helped start, um, that you started through him. So thank you that we have these letters to read, um, that, that we can read them and and see what um, can apply to our lives as believers, as your church um, in the year 2020 and beyond. And um, and so I just thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you that you are at work here and now in our hearts. And would you do that? Um, and would we be open to the work that you, your Holy Spirit has to do in us? And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter three. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people for not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful and he will continue and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we commanded. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and God's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, 
so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we have the right, we did this, we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some of you, we hear that among you there are idle and disruptive. There are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is indistinguishable mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And so again, we come to the end of a remarkable letter from Paul written in his own hand, which is a distinguishing mark in all of his letters. And again, he begins giving moving to a lot of the practicals of the Christian life, encouraging us and how to operate as believers in, in difficult times. And so as you're looking at this chapter, guys, what stands out, what grabs you, what convicts you? I love that when he asks for prayer, he's asked, he's just asking that the message of the Lord would spread and, and um, be honored. And so it's really just kind of convicting to me that like when I ask for prayer, it's for, it's usually not for things like that. It's usually for, um, things that are very personal that are, um, honestly just inconveniences to me, things that, you know, I could do without. Um, and so that's just convicting to my heart. Like when I ask for prayer, what am I asking for really? Um, am I asking for a comfortable life or am I asking for God's word to continue to spread? You know, yeah, pray for the, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, you know, just as it was with you. You know, so I mean, what an incredible request, and, and I love even even in his request for prayer, and he he says, you know, that that also pray we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone <laughs> has faith. He says, now let me encourage you, but the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. He, that Paul has no guarantee that the Lord will spare him from the evil one. Mm. You know, in, in the in the way that he's thinking here that. I mean, Paul probably knows. I mean, he's been traveling like, man, I hope I get to Rome. And, and we saw that. We got to read through the book of Acts together. And Paul makes it to Rome and he gets to share the gospel in Rome. But I mean, how many times did Paul just walk into a city and we read and, you know, mobs come upon him and he, he's left outside mm-hmm. the city, left for dead, mm-hmm. you know, and, but he encourages them, you know, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. And, and Paul knows that the Lord is the one who, you know, will strengthen and protect him. Mm-hmm. And so in his request for prayer, you know, may the gospel spread. Mm-hmm. But let me encourage you too. Yeah. And even in that, in, in, in verse five, um, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Mm-hmm. And so you got to think even, yeah, all the hardships we saw Paul go through in the book of Acts, all the hardships and the difficulties we've seen these believers enduring, um, all the persecution, he, he points them to Christ's perseverance. Mm-hmm. That then when we're weary, when we are tired, when we think of giving up, when we think of just throwing it in and kind of just being done with this Christianity thing, 
he, he points him to Christ's perseverance and goes, no, look at what Christ did for you. Mm -hmm. Look how he endured, how he persevered, continue to follow in his footsteps. And so I love how Paul, you know, the, the whole kind of phrase gospel centered has become really popular in our culture. But I mean, Paul was gospel centered before it was even like popular, <laughs> right? Cool. Like yeah. these, these, these Christians are needing to persevere. And so what's he say? Man, I hope God point, directs your heart towards Christ's perseverance. Because mm -hmm. that's the only hope you have to persevere is to fix your eyes on what he's done for you. Yeah, yeah and the Holy Spirit continues to persevere in you. You know, so your perseverance isn't your own, but it's, it is Christ's in you. Kind of like a yet not I, but through Christ in me. Absolutely. Kind of thing. You know, then you have Paul saying, you know, hey, you know how we were, how we lived among you, you know, follow our, follow our example, not the example of those around you who are idle. And I, I mean, this is one of the few churches where, you know, for as much as they did right and they had right, like Paul has to, you know, in both letters kind mm -hmm. of, speak against and being lazy or idle and and i wonder just kind of like man what was actually happening in yeah. the churches and around them that you know was it just simply like hey we're just going to come you know together and and do nothing like and wait on the lord's return you know because mm -hmm. we know that they were mm -hmm. kind of fixated on the lord's return and and maybe they thought like the lord will come so soon that, that what we do today doesn't matter yeah. and paul says no absolutely what you do today matters for the lord's coming is near you know it's not he doesn't divorce those two things but um, he, he points them to his example. And I mean, how many times can Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ or follow my example? And, and it is, I, I think if, if we are following after Christ, we have an example worth following, mm. you know, but, but when we fail to follow after Christ and, you know, our example becomes one of re rebuke in a sense. Mm. No, Paul definitely kind of dismantles the idea that, uh, you know, being a pastor is just a nice indoor, comfortable job. Yeah. Um, we sometimes maybe make it look like that. Um, and at times it, it can feel like that. But man, when you look at Paul and, you know, you, you read elsewhere in scripture, the, just the accounts of all the things he endured, all the sleepless nights, all the, the beatings, all the mm -hmm. shipwrecks we, we saw, um, getting bit by a viper, just hanging out in weird places for months on end. And then he's even like, yeah, even when I was with you guys, I worked night and day, I labored and toiled, so I wouldn't be a burden to any of you. Yeah. And so not only is he just laboring for the gospel, but he's also just working hard to provide. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's just an example for, for pastors, it's an example for all of us to, to look to Paul and to be reminded that not only was he just busy, like kind of growing his business, if you will, uh, of tents, <laughs> but he's also really busy for the kingdom of God. Sure. And he actually used um, his means of, of work to advance the kingdom of God. And so that's a great thing for us to see in Paul that yeah. our jobs, the things we spend ourselves on every single day, all of our work, the things we get up early and stay up late for when we're busy, um, those aren't just like a, a job, but those actually can be a means for advancing the kingdom, um, for having resources to use for, for kingdom things and to advance the gospel. And there's a tension, right? I mean, we don't want to overwork. We don't want to, um, you know, be workaholics on one end. We also don't want to be idle on the other end. Um, but there's there's a type of work that God has called us to. That's a healthy, God glorifying kind of work. I mean, I kind of wonder if people were just kind of becoming a part of the church and just depending on others' means to kind of help them float through. I, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think work. Do your part, like for the body of Christ, and and don't just expect 
for other people to cover you. Do your part. You're a team. I mean, I'm totally like, this is totally cliche and y'all are going to laugh at me, but like, I'm picturing like a basketball team. Like one person is, isn't doing their job, isn't doing their part. And that deeply affects the entire team. And I know Matt's like totally shaking his head at me right now. We're like a, sure. a body that's missing a part. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> See, I'm just messing. I know you yeah. are, but it's so true though. Like if one person doesn't do their job on the team and they're being lazy, like that affects everything and that affects the whole picture and the effectiveness yeah. of the team. That's too. what we, we say it all the time at Christ church and, and, and Paul, our lead pastor kind of coined it. They, you need the body mm-hmm. and the body needs mm-hmm. you. You know, you need the church. The church needs you separated from one another. Not only do you, you suffer alone, but then the church suffers because you're not connected and, and mm-hmm. playing that vital role that the church needs, whatever component of the body it might be or whatever position on the basketball court it might be. Like, <laughs> we need everyone. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading a book, this was years ago, but it was talking about like idleness and laziness and how, you know, it's not just kind of things that our culture is kind of accepted or, you know, things like, man, you just need to to wake up from your laziness, it's actually a sin against the Lord and against your brother, you know, and mm-hmm. sister. And, and so, yeah, if, if we have idleness and laziness, you know, among us, that means someone else has to pick up the slide. Right. It's, it's an unloving thing towards others to expect them to do what you ought to be doing, you know, on your behalf. And, and so, yeah, Paul sees the gospel at stake and the way that the church lives and, and lives among not just one another, but among the, you know, the unbelieving um, culture around them that mm-hmm. he, he wants to see people you know, come to know Christ. He, he says, hey, pray for this. Pray that the gospel would thrive. And and we and pray that it would thrive among you as you don't live idle lives, but live, you know, lives that are honorable and pleasing and glorifying to God. Mm, and you got to think too, a lot of these people's situation, I mean, they weren't going, you know, every Friday to HEB to get <laughs> everything they needed for the next week. Yeah. You know, a lot of this was day-to-day types of things. And these things need to be done each and every day in order for you to be sustained, for your family to be sustained, and especially if you're trying to care for the body of Christ as well. You know, they, they needed each other every mm-hmm. single day. And so those people who are, they're not, they weren't busy, they were you know, busy bodies. Um, they were busy, but they were just busy with gossip and slander and just discussing probably just the nonsense of the day rather than being busy with the things of God. Um, and so that's definitely an encouragement for us mm-hmm. to consider is, you know, as we look at, at ourselves, as we look at the way we are living, are we busy with the things of God or are we just kind of busy bodies, just kind of going around, checking the news, checking Twitter, trying to hear the latest kind of, you know, update on this situation or, or that situation? Or are we kind of diligently working hard, um, modeling that to our, our families, modeling that to our neighbors, to our employers, um, that, that the gospel does come in and change you, right? It doesn't make you idle, but actually actively invites you into using whatever you're doing for your career as a means of displaying the gospel. It's all good. And this final greeting is so good too, right? In light of all of this, in light of everything we've read to this point, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. May the Lord be with all of you. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Mm -hmm. Grace and peace. Yeah, he's saying in the difficult days you're going through, if you want peace, let me tell you about the guy who gives peace. It, it is the Lord of peace. He alone is the one that can give it to you. Mm-hmm. And so may peace. we be a people as, as we're maybe getting weary or maybe things aren't going our way or life just seems chaotic or disruptive right now. Um, there is a Lord of peace. We can go to him and he can give us peace, true peace, much better than 
a show on Netflix or something on HBO or a nice meal, those can be great, but there is something better and deeper and richer, and that's found in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so may we go to him. Um, mm-hmm. So there's Second Thessalonians, guys. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you mind uh, wrapping us up in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are indeed a God of peace. And we pray that you would give us um, the peace that only comes from you. Thank you for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus. Would that grace and peace mark the way that we live today, um, tomorrow, and and Father, would the the world around us see um, a, a church who is unified, who is who is worshiping and glorifying you. And God, would you continue to draw men and women and children to yourself um, through our witness and through the proclamation of the gospel. And we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.